Greetings, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. And holy crap, what the hell's going on with our offense? If you're not concerned, then you're not alive because the rest of the Raider Nation is. And, well, I won't go on too much about that because that's part of our show today. And I'll go over the show right now. Raider Nation, we have today the post-game show for, yes, indeed, the Vikings game. We have a little story here about Moss and Brooks. Is trouble brewing? And Walsh's offense shows its face. We also are going to talk a little bit about the Raider Nation celebration and the 49ers game that's coming up this coming weekend. We're also going to talk about some game winners and the games that are left to be won by you, the Raider fans. Yes, you misplaced Raider fans across the nation. So, without further ado, let us get into the post-synapsis of the crapsis, which I call uh, the Vikings game. Okay, now, (laughs) this is the post-game for this particular game. Now, there's been some improvement, and I don't want to go all negative because I'm not going to. I'm just going to be looking at improvement because I was looking for improvement in this game, and there was improvement, and I will discuss that. However, some of the things that really surprised me about this game were the fact that Joe Theismann actually gave props to the Raiders and to Al Davis and to other things that I was amazed. I have never heard Joe ever say anything positive about the Raiders, so I was taken back at that. However it happened, it was nice to see Theismann with some positive, and actually all three guys um, that did the show had some positive takes about the Raiders and the Raider ownership in Al Davis, and it was very refreshing, and I was taken back. I was actually amazed that that happened because, well, obviously, you guys know as well as I do that that just don't happen in the media, no matter where, With especially ESPN, who's dissed us, well, since they came into being... So let's get on to the game. What the hell is the silent count doing in this offense? We can't even get the regular count right. And four uh, penalties just from that silent count, I can tell you right now, it didn't work. It's not going to work, not unless this offense is together. Um, Amazingly bad move on Tom Walsh's part, who I think probably figured that crap out. It's an old, old way to do things. There are some offenses that use it, but ain't going to work for our offense because our offensive line has all moved around. These guys haven't had a couple years to get it together. No, this is something that happened, and it's not right. Get it out of there, and don't try it again. So... It was an abject failure, as it was told to me. It was ugly. We were called for false starts. Um, Now, if we could play the second and third string throughout the season against the other team's second and third string, I think we'd have a pretty decent season. But our first string is really off to a bad start. It still has issues. Uh, Special teams gets props, however, because 
they did a really good job of stopping uh, Jared Cooper. I'm glad he went in there and busted someone in the mug. And we got the ball in the red zone. And remember last year we had trouble with the red zone? I remember last year. We get into the red zone and stall out and go for a, a missed Janikowski field goal. Well, Janikowski did great in this game. I have to say, 55-yard field goal. He looked good. He looked strong. He looks thin. But then again... We have problems in the red zone. We got the ball there, and we had to settle for a field goal. Now, if we were at the 30, well, there we go. We're fine. But as soon as we get inside the 20, we blow. That's happened for the last two seasons, and it looks like it's happening again. I'm hoping we don't have this problem again, but I'll address this when I talk about the Tom Walsh offense because that is my major beef about this team. It's not the players. It's not our shell. It's Tom Walsh and his offense, and I will show you exactly why things are happening the way they are. Because there's a lot of unseen blame. Well, there's a lot of seen blame. A lot of blaming going on along the boards. Everyone's pointing at the offensive line, who definitely needs some help because we're getting pushed off the ball. They're getting by us, but there's a reason for that, and I'll go over that. Now, I'm not going to be depressed. It's still only preseason. However, this is a glimpse of our team. The team is not going to change. Arshel has said the team's not going to change. So let's look at the offensive line. Offensive line looks like Swiss cheese once again. Now, we have to understand, too, that the passing was terrible. Brooks could not find himself. He couldn't find the receivers. And Randy Moss is open several times out in the flats. And no ball, no way, no how. And I'll get to that when we're talking about the Brooks and Moss situation. Now, our defense was much improved. The defensive line pushed right up the middle, allowing not allowing the running guy to get started. The running back never had an opportunity most of the game to even get started, which was really good to see that push up the middle. Our secondary did well. Michael Huff did miss a critical tackle, but he was in position to make the tackle. It was nice to see our off our defense is starting to solidify, like I said, Before the season even started, just because of the draft picks, our defense was not that terrible last year. Don't give me that crap about what we were rated. Any defense in this league that has to go play hard and then their offense goes three and out and you're right back on the field again, I don't give a shit what kind of defense you are. That's not going to work. You have to have an offense to give at least an opportunity to rest and do something out there besides go three and out. The Mr. Tin Man, Kerry Collins offense, three and out, was a bummer, and it didn't work well. Now, let's get back to this game. The Vikings do have a very strong team. Their line has been known last year to be a very aggressive and and awesome line. Like I said, our defense played very, very well, and our special teams played very, very well. Special teams was so much more improved than last year. I don't even need to go into it. Chris Carr was awesome. What made Chris Carr better in this preseason game was the blocking he had in front of him and the way that the Raiders blocked all the way down the field. I didn't see anybody giving up, and that is very huge. The other thing was the aggressiveness on the other side of the ball, and we went after them when we kicked it. It was beautiful to see that they didn't make those 25, 35, and 45-yard runbacks like they had all season last year. This is a great thing to see. This will give us good position for our defense, and it will give good position for our offense. It was a major factor last season in the reason why we did so poorly. Now, I must say, 
Walter looked good, even though he had his passes, uh, two of them intercepted. I will say the ball looked crisp. It flew straight. Um, he looked like he had confidence in the pocket. Even when he was pressured, his concentration downfield was clear. You could see it in his eyes. He didn't spook like Brooks running around with his head turned in every direction but downfield. No matter what happened, when Walter played, he was looking downfield to make a play. That's the difference between Walter and Brooks. I know I've talked about Brooks being the man. I wanted to give this guy a chance. But as I look at Brooks, I see something that is troubling to me. And you know, I didn't think it would bother me, but it did also bother the Saints fans. They couldn't understand how when he had a crappy game, he could smile just like he's the happiest guy on earth. That's what he did in this game. He had, what, six passes? He sucked. He completed one. That is not good. His record blows, and he's looking worse every game. I will tell you this. We also had something that was interesting and refreshing to see. We ran a two-minute offense, which was a no-huddle offense. I love it. I love to see it. It's exciting. It's, it's very important for us to do these kind of things because this is the modern era of football. We need to have that, that drill. It would work well with our offense. Um, I hope I'm not the only one saying this, but I think that is a great, great thing. Danny Clark led the team in tackles. That's not a surprise because he did last season too. Um, Morrison had a great game when he dropped into coverage. Well, I think that our linebackers are very much improved, the speed especially. But when we had five sacks permitted, that's not good. And we didn't apply much pressure too. Well, I think we did pretty well in comparison to the last game. I'd like to see some improvement, too, in takeaways, even though we did play more aggressively. We're hitting harder. We're doing better. We're, we're moving forward. And I like to say, in this game, we played against a quality team that has a very good chance of doing something this year, and we showed some good things. We showed some improvement in places, and we showed no improvement in the offensive line and the quarterback position, which, <laughs> I will tell you, both those things are bad. The other thing I see that I don't like very much is our receivers are dropping the ball. The balls are high. The balls are misplaced. Those guys, if they get their hands on it, it's old. It's been happening for years. If you can touch it, you can catch it. And a lot of things aren't happening that way. I'll say that we have to take care of the pass. We have to catch the balls. We don't have a chance to drop anything. And I just have to say... To sum it all up, that we need to see a little more improvement in this next game because it's very important that when we play the Niners, we play them with all heart. Because I'll tell you what, the Raider Nation does not want to, you know, you got to go to work the next day. So I'll talk about a little bit more about that when I get to the 49ers game. But it was an improvement. All in all, we did better, we played better, with the exception of the offensive line and the quarterback position. And actually, the whole offense was sputtering. Um, we got to get our receivers to catch, and we got to play better offense. Because uh, if we don't, well, you know what's going to happen this season. We'll just have to wait till next season. I don't want that to happen. I'd love to see some improvement, at least during a regular season game, which would be a great blessing. This game, I would give it a C plus uh, rather than a C minus like I gave her last game. 
We are going positive, not in big leaps and bounds, but it doesn't have to be big leaps and bounds. This actually is our only, our first preseason game, and we have three more to do. So in knowing that, Art Shell is being conservative. We're not using our tight ends. We're not throwing doing checkdowns yet. We're not throwing the ball to our, our running backs out of the backfield. So there's a lot of things that we're not doing that we haven't seen. I would like to see a little more of that as the preseason goes by. I think we will. And I think that'll free up some of the uh, quarterback issues and some of the, of course, the receiver issues once we start to loosen up the defense. If they know we're just going to go for the long ball or run the ball, which is what we've been doing, you know, it's pretty easy to defend against that. This game, like I said, is a positive in a lot of aspects, but it's still scary and we need to see improvement in the offense. One more note, ESPN Please, will you please stop taking interviews and making the game the size of a piece of tissue paper in the corner of the TV so I can't see what the hell's happening and they're playing football and take some bonehead interview with uh, Childress or whoever um, as a big picture and then have my team and my game from my team up in the corner where I can barely see it. That's horse shit. And uh, I don't like it. If you're going to do that through the whole season, shit, man, I don't know about that. But I'm going to start complaining about that right away. Those interviews, they can be done on other times, uh, but not during football play, preseason or not. It blows ESPN. That was shitty coverage. And I hope you improve it because uh, it pissed me off. Okay, enough about that. Let's go now to the Moss and Brooks Trouble in Paradise. At one moment, the interview interviewee was interviewing Brooks on the sideline. And Brooks, and talking about something completely different about the offensive line and about the pressure he had and what he thought about his performance in the game. Now, I don't know how Brooks got off it, and I don't know if anyone else in the Raider Nation got this, but I certainly paid very close attention to Brooks's interview. And in his interview on the sideline, I was blown away at his comment about Randy Moss, and he kind of stuck on this subject, too, wanting the ball, and how he's the one to command the offense, and he will decide who gets the ball and what happens and how the scheme changes. And Randy can't get the ball every time. Now, I ask you this. What the hell is he talking about that on national television for? Why would he bring that up in the middle of an interview on a Monday night football game? I'll tell you why. Because he's a bonehead. What a way to start a relationship off with a new team than to piss off your number one receiver. Now, Randy Moss was a little animated and upset, as he rightfully has been, because when Brooks was back there getting his ass kicked back at the Saints locker, Randy Moss was having a hard time getting the ball from anybody as far as uh, Kerry Collins or Marcus Tuiasosopo. He was running around every game calling for the ball, and he never got it. He just sees that the possibility of that happening to him again is blatantly obvious. With the offense, the way it's been playing, and the way the quarterback situation is, Randy Moss has the total right to be frustrated. We have to give him that. 
and he's been very good about keeping his mouth shut. But here comes Aaron Brooks, who's the new guy on the team, who's popping off about his job and what he's supposed to do. Well, I'll tell you what Brooks is supposed to do. He's supposed to shut his pie hole and do his frickin' job, and that's to get the ball downfield to his receivers or throw it out of bounds so he doesn't get sacked for a loss, a.k.a. Kerry Collins with wheels. This is what he's starting to look like, and it's a major concern to me. This is one of the reasons why I think Archell should pull his head out and start putting Walter in the first-team offense and keep Brooks on the bench and let his ass pick up Pine for a while. I think that should happen on this game against Alex Smith and then see where the cards lay. Let Walter play with the first team in this game. From what I've seen, Raider Nation, and what I understand, this is the way we need to go. Now, Randy Moss has been frustrated. He came out on the press and said he likes to keep in the locker room, but he didn't, obviously not, because he did tell the national news what the hell's going on with him and his frustrations. He was pulled out in the game. Now, I don't know whether that was because he made an issue with Brooks and Archell didn't like it. I have no idea what is going on there, but I do know this. There right now is a stress situation going between our star Randy Moss and the I think I'm a star Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks better shut his pie hole and play football. As far as I'm concerned, Randy Moss has made his 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 reputation in this league and he don't have to tell anybody anything. As far as I'm concerned, he has a full right to be frustrated and Archell should understand that and I'm sure he does. I don't want trouble in the locker room between these two guys, and I would rather see Walter play if Brooks is going to be a jerk and start this crap in the media. We should get rid of him right now. I've all, I, you know, Raider Nation, I've been talking about Brooks and that he could be the guy that could come out like Plunkett. But Plunkett was a gamer that kept his mouth shut and played football. He played hard, he practiced hard, and he proved what he could do on the field not with his mouth. And the other thing that freaks me out about Brooks, and I'll be quite honest with you, this game, it was blatantly obvious. I will tell you, when Brooks goes off the off the sidelines with one completed pass out of five, maybe six, I'm not sure, that and he's smiling like he's just won the Super Bowl, and instead of reading the plays and look, sitting down and, and looking down and seeing the mistakes he made, he's just standing around joking like it's a joke. Well, I don't know about you, Raider fan, but I'm very serious about my football. I'm not only serious, but I'm passionate. And if this joker thinks he's going to stand behind there and look like the -the jack-in-the-box clown with that big head on and the big smile on his face, it ain't going to work for me. And I don't know about the rest of the Raider Nation, but I think that's bullshit. And I think Shell should turn around and shoot down his ass and make his ass sit on the bench, sit your ass down and start reading the things that you did wrong. Don't wait for the film on Monday. Look at what happens right now. He should be looking at paperwork right then. The fact that Aaron Brooks thinks this is a joke, the fact that he's laughing and having a good time at the expense, and I say at the expense of the Raider Nation, is bullshit. And that right there, this last game has turned me off to this quarterback. And it sounds like it's trivial. It might be just, you know, something you think would be emotional. But I will tell you this. Aaron Brooks is not making it happen for me. And he definitely needs to get an attitude adjustment from Shell. And that would be benching his ass for the 49er game. Okay, enough said. 
Whew, I'm sorry. Get a little emotional. I had to spew, so I did. I'm a Raider, Oakland Raider, from the Bay to LA to Long Vegas, cause I'm a player, a boss player, and if you with me, pop your collar, shake them haters, I'm a Raider. Tom Walsh, the Tom Walsh offense, raises its ugly You know, I started to gripe about the Tom Walsh hire as soon as it happened. Matter of fact, I called him Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, Walsh, uh, when he got hired. I thought it was a very bad move, and I wasn't the only one who thought it was a poor choice of Archell as his offensive coordinator because he's offensive. And I don't mean offensive because he's good offensive. I mean this guy is uh, a joke. And I'm going to say it just like that. I know it's preseason. I know it's too early. Just look at his interview. Look at Tom Walsh's interview on the Raider website, and you will see. What it reminds me of is an old drunk sitting in a bar. All you got to do is slip a drink in his hand, talking about the Raiders football of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, talking about Sega, which is a defunct company that he used to write football programs for, and buffets and chicken and other things that have nothing to do with offense. The questions that were directed to him were very serious, and the Raider Nation deserved an answer of some kind, of an answer with intelligence. This joker was like a guy at a bar blabbing away with no content, no real meaning to his words, and when you listen to the interview, you could listen to it ten times and get the same thing out of it. Bullshit. That's what he was spouting. That's what he's about, and this is his offense. I would like to put the blame on the offensive line and Brooks. I'd love to put the blame on somebody else, but I can't. I know our offensive line needs assistance. I know we have some issues at quarterback. They can be addressed. What cannot be addressed is the development of play and the time it takes for the play to come to fruition. The time it takes for the receivers to turn around and wait for the ball. The time the offensive line has to block and keep the doggone defense from coming in and killing our quarterback, it's starting to show right now. I will tell you the Tom Walsh offense, and don't give me that crap about it's Al Davis's offense because it's not. It's Tom's offense, and the 10 years that he spent flipping flapjacks have certainly not improved his football. This is the same offense that got Hostetler in trouble, that had him running around for his life, and that Tim Brown was frustrated with, and so were the rest of the ride receivers. This offense is too slow for today's NFL. I hope that I'm wrong. I pray that this thing changes and we pick up tempo and we develop some plays underneath so we can get the ball out to some ride receivers, perhaps some tight ends, and use them more. I hope I'm wrong with the development of these plays, but if you watch closely, the Tom Walsh offense is starting to rear its ugly head, and I will tell you, Raider fans, watch the play, not just the players. Watch the play. That's all I have to say about Tom Walsh because I got to tell you, I don't like the guy, and I'm not, I don't have any faith in the guy. Until I see some improvement in our play calling, and incidentally, the third and 15 run up the middle, that is a classic Tom Walsh move. If you knew what he was like in 94, you know what he's like right now. 
The other thing that Tom Walsh is very special for is run, 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 kick. Run, run, long ball pass, punt. That's what Tom Walsh has done. It's It doesn't matter how many yards you could have, third and 25, and if it's third down, he's going to throw the ball. If it's third and two, he's going to throw the ball. If it's second and 15, he's going to run the ball. Tom Walsh is the most predictable offensive coordinator in sports. He needs to be replaced. I hope that Art can see that, and I hope that we can get some concession together, not as a new coordinator, but maybe the offensive coaches can get together and help develop this offense into something more of a hybrid instead of a low-bred or a stale-bred offense is what I call it. You'll see how the plays develop, and I just like I said, I just hope that we can make this right this season and not wait. Because even as an example, Joe Gibbs came back and his first two seasons blew too because he brought back his offensive coordinator and his offensive team. And it wasn't until he got rid of those people that the team started to improve and actually went to the playoffs. You cannot use old flour for a new cake. And that's what we got with Tom Walsh. We got some old flour. It's dusty and it's full of bugs. And that's what I'm sticking to, Raider fans. Not trying to be negative, just trying to point out the facts. Raider Nation celebration coming up August 27th. Be there from 12 to 4. I will be, and so will my family. Uh, you'll find us out in the South parking lot with Raider Randy. And uh, he's going to be mad at me because, of course, <laughs> he hates it when I read stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm going to change Randy's name from the bald raider to he hate me when I read stuff. <laughs> Randy hates it when I read stuff because I just chew stuff up. And that's just that's just the way it is. I can't help it. I think it's funny. We have winners, we have winners, we have winners. We have three games open still available for those who need it. So if you're thinking about entering this contest to win tickets and you are anywhere in the United States, 500 miles away from the Coliseum, that's one of the criteria, click on our website if you have any questions about the game or the contest. And right in the middle, it says new game winner every week. Right there has the contest rules. Please check it out. It's right there. It'll tell you exactly what to do. Uh, enter this contest, man. Get on there. Get your mug on that Frapper map. we got some winners in here, and people are coming to the games. We're going to have some videos. It's going to be rocking. It's going to be hardcore Raider action in the parking lot. You can almost smell the barbecue when you see these videos. You're going to love it. It is very, very cool. I can hardly wait for that situation, and it's coming up on Saturday. We're playing our hated rivals which is the 40 Winers. And you know what? I cannot wait. I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. We got to play well. We got to win this game. This is not just a regular preseason game. This is a battle of the bay. Now, I know we're going to see a lot of the same kind of thing, but the first quarter is a huge thing. The last quarter is as well, because no matter what, we got to win this damn game. 
Now, it's a good thing that Janikowski has got his foot back because we're going to need every bit of him because the Niners look good in their last game. I will tell you right now, they look really good. But we can beat them, and that is a fact. They've been beating us in the preseason. I don't like it, and I'm telling you now, you won't like it either. So let's beat those shitty Niners. Um, we'll should we'll should should see some of their jerseys out there on Saturday. Uh, we will be giving away our first free tickets. You got to be there. Got to check it out. Uh, that'll also be in the Raider Nation podcast video. You should check that out as well and make it to that Raider Nation celebration. And if you haven't done it yet, there's still season tickets available. 260 bucks. Come on, Raider Nation. Get on out there. Get your tickets. That's a 10-game deal, man. That's the best deal in football. you got to get there, man. It's a cheap thing for 10 games. We are going to have some fun this year. And I am so pumped up about the season. I can hardly tell you. Well, you know, Raider Nation, you know I'm pumped. You should be pumped, too. We are heading into the real deal. I know it sounds like I got some issues about the team. Absolutely. I just, I, you know, we got some things going on in the locker room. Absolutely. But this is still Raider football. It's still Raider football at home, at the Coliseum, in the black hole. We got to get it done as a fan group. There's nothing much we can do about Tom Walsh, about the rest of the issues on the team. What we can do as fans is sit our ass in a stadium and make some freaking noise here. And that's what I'm talking about. Because let me tell you, when you pick up the tempo in the stands, they pick up the tempo on the field. It is a proven fact. We got to punk those people coming into our house, especially those 49ers. We got to light them up and shut them down. And we can do that with our mouths, screaming your lungs out. And that's what I'm talking about. Raider Nation. And I'll tell you another thing. All these fans that are coming from across the country to see these games that were won by Raider Rick, who's the awesome Raider fan of life, let me tell you that those people coming all the way from Ohio and New York and Texas, you better bet your ass they're going to be screaming their lungs out. And if you live around here and you have the luxury of going to the Coliseum for a game, you better do it, too, because they're going to need every bit of our cooperation and participation this season. Now, Raider fans, let's hit. Yes, Randy, I'm going to hit the comments forum. No! Okay, here we go. I'll tell you what. We're gonna have some. <laughs> we're gonna have some rabid fans out there on Sunday because I'm gonna be one of them. Now here we're gonna go to the Raiders, pod, Raider Nation podcast forum comment section. Alex V comes in with, well. What it seems like to me, and I'm no football professional, is that right now Brooks isn't taking it seriously. 
he can't really have the chance to two anyways. I guess I'm sort of defending him just because of what I saw in the game. He had no time to throw the ball. He only had time to dump the ball and throw it out of bounds or take a sack. The O-line completely sucks, and Gallery was a waste of a draft pick. I bet if Brooks had more than more time and better blocking, then, then, then he'd do a lot better. I bet if Brooks had more time and better blocking, then he'd do a lot better. Jordan would too. Hell, on the same, on some plays. Don't mess with the ball, Raider. Jordan would too. Hell, on some plays, little old number 34 had to hold off two big ass linemen while they were trying to get Brooks by himself. Sorry, but five, but five foot something Jordan picking up. The slack for a six foot something, three hundred pound guy in front is supposed to be is not a good thing. Bottom line, fix the O line problem is solved. More no more sucky run stuff that the line plays, no more Brooks sack plays, more moving the ball, more Moss TDs, happy Raider fans. That's very true. Happy Raider fans, all those things would equal at least me as a happy Raider fan. P.S. I like Walter much better than Brooks. I hope that he's that the starter. He's the starter and really shines as a good QB. And and come on, Huff, do something. Huff did miss a key uh, tackle, which is something our defense needs to work on a little more. Okay, Alex Fee, that was a good one, man. I agree with you, but I also have to tell you. Um, and I didn't say this too in the post game, Jordan. I didn't even say anything about Jordan. And I'll tell you this right now. There's nothing to say about Jordan. Jordan hasn't done anything. Lamont Jordan or Justin Fargus are non-entities in, in our team. We have no running game. I, I We have no running game. There's no running game. We have no holes. There's no running game. We're making no yards on the ground. And, well, our offensive line, <sighs> need I say more? Okay. Caspa, the friendly ghost. He wants to come to the black hole, and I'm not going to read his thing. Because it's an entry into the tickets. But thank you for posting, Casper. New York Raider Tommy. Paper thin. Have you ever seen that commercial with the tissues? One side is really strong and never breaks, and the other side has a hole in it as soon as you breathe on it. Well, the other side, that's our offensive line. Gallery again was getting beat. Um, he was getting beat like he stole something. This is his third year. He just might be another first-round bust for us. Uh, he taped the game, able to watch it only the first half. He'll watch the rest tonight. With all fairness, Brooks, he can't throw the ball when three or four guys are in your face. Defense looked a little better. Our first team, oh, did mar their first team, oh, did march down the field and get a touchdown. And he talked about Chris. He's Chris, uh, Colorado Chris and him have a thing going on between the Mets and the Yankees. It's pretty funny. I like to see it. But I'm an A's fan, and watch out because here we come. We're going to win the American League West. And that's just the beginning, so watch out, Yanks. Here we come. 
Okay, the assassin, an observation. It's way too early to call for someone's head, but I agree with you all. Brooks looks bad and all fronts. During the fourth quarter, Brad Johnson was on the bench studying photos of formations, but what was Brooks doing? Standing behind Shell, having a good time, uh, and he had a cell phone in his ear, laughing it up. Is that how you expect a player to, who missed his first five passes attempts uh, and he finished one for six for 16 yards to act? Meanwhile, Moss is brooding on the bench. This can't be good for the team morale. Bringing back Shell was good, but the man on the fields, the man tied his own nose when he hired Tom Walsh. Seven-step drop, sack. Seven-step drop, ball thrown out of bounds. Run up the middle, stuffed. Jeez, man, I'm seriously can't take any more of us. The game gave me a migraine, and it's only preseason. Assassin, I I echoed everything you said in the podcast. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you any more than I agree with you, uh, and you know by what I've said that I agree with you on Tom Walsh and everything you said here. And let's see. That's about it. Let me see. I did make a comment, so let me make my comment because I said I had a comment in here, and I'm going to read this. I'll probably just draw my own one. <clears throat> Raider Greg says, 2-0 in preseason? Who gives a shit? Brooks looks like he has a head injury. <laughs> he had the nerve to diss Moss by saying he wants the ball all the time. And he has to spread the ball around. Well, that's bullshit. His job is to get TDs. And with the number of times Moss was left open, he let them slip away. Brooks is looking more like Collins every game. Sack, near sack, ball thrown out of bounds. Let's stalt Walter. At least he moves the ball. Come on, Al. Don't stick us with another tin man walking. O-line sucked, sucked bad. At least special teams look good. Defense, defense is improved and will be our strong side again this season. The three-and-out program is tired in Oakland. It must be stopped. Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho. <laughs> is up to his old long ball tricks again. Uh, no gain offense. Our O-line will not work with his play calling. I know. I know it's only preseasons, but it's what I see. If we continue to play like this in preseason, it's hard to see us coming out against the bolts on 9-11 with any chance. The defense will get tired like last season. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Sounds like the old Tom Wash offense. I must stop before my fingers go into spasm. <laughs> that was me. Let's hope that the man, Al Davis, puts Walter in and the guys... The guy's a young gun. Give him a shot at the first-team offense next game. It can't be worse than Brooks. It's still early. I have a sinking feeling in my stomach, however. I hope I am very, very wrong. Yeah! I call it like I seize it, and that is how I see it. You can't handle the truth. And that's true. All that stuff I said, that's exactly it. And that's how I feel about that. Here we go, Raider Rick. What the f... Our own line is a, 
is out to lunch, no technique, no speed, shitty footwork, and cannot even block a three-man rush. Running an elementary school stunt, Gallery needs to be issued a pair of tweezers to start picking the pine out of his ass, because he's looking more and more like a first-round bust with every down. i like to see our second team online go against the 40 whiners. First team next week to see if uh, they match up against the first team D to make it a bit of a comparison. I hope that the starters are just dogging it and trying to avoid injury that would cost them their big bucks in the regular season. I hope we are not in for another dog and pony show on our offense this year. You know the famous saying of those that suck, I may get beat, but I look good doing it. Well, Mr. Spud, no one is in the nation gives a damn what you look like. Step up and put a valuable product on the field or catch the first greyhound back to that shithole you came from. And go back to having your weekly town meeting and your fellow potato heads <laughs> sipping tea and talking about your next town social. We want Raider football, not frickin' Cripple Creek, Idaho high school playbook. And that's Raider Rick, man. This guy is a great fan, and he's really sharp. He knows what the hell he's talking about. You can guarantee that. And he's talking about the Tom Walsh offense. He knows, I know, and anybody who saw it does know what this means. Tom Walsh is raising his ugly head. And I'm starting early, but unless shit changes, man, I'm telling you right now, watch the plays this week. Watch the play calling. It will be blatantly obvious to everyone the problem. And that's all I got to say. Don't forget, the contest is still open. There's still some winners to be had. And the Raider Nation celebration coming up. Can't miss it. Our first home appearance is this Sunday. Be there. If you can get there by hook, by crook, by bus or skateboard, get your ass in those stands and show the Raiders that we mean business as the nation and we're here to support our team no matter what. Let's get out there and make some noise, Raider fans. This Sunday, I'll be there. You be there. This is the Raider Nation podcast, and this is Raider Greg. And I am out. <laughs> <laughs>